You're about to listen to Grace Pills by Reverend Josh Lai, lead pastor at Caris Center International. Reverend Josh Lai is a preacher of the gospel of the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Be blessed as you listen. Father, we thank you once again for the opportunity to share your word. Thank you for grace release. Thank you for clarity of understanding of purpose. Clarity of expression. I already sense your power available in this place. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you for the grace to heal, to deliver. Thank you. Receive it all in the name of Jesus. Thank you for light, insight, illumination in your word. There shall be no contradictions, no errors. The word of God shall be divided with precise and accurate, skillful analysis. Thank you that you are glorified and we are edified in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay. Okay, so accurately divide the word 16 faith, healing, and wealth, 15. So you realize that yesterday we're going to go into the practicality of the healing, but I had to stop because time was gone. But today I'm going to go into what is meant actually to be um, how you can walk in divine health. Yes. How you can enjoy it. You know, it's always good to enjoy your inheritance than to always be asking for a miracle. Yeah. The one who walks in divine health does not need divine healing. True or false? Oh, true or false. You're right. So there's a way to walk in divine health. And that's why Philemon 6 would always come in view. You see, I pray that the participation in and sharing of your faith may produce and promote full recognition and appreciation. So you see, it's always good to have full recognition, okay? Appreciation and understanding and precise knowledge of every good thing that is ours in our identification with Christ Jesus. And like he said, and unto his glory. So you'd realize that one of our identifications with Christ benefits, sorry, of our identification with Christ is healing. But you can have the healing and lose it, okay? You can have the healing and lose it. Is it because Christ took it? No. Is it because when Christ does something, it doesn't stay? No. Don't forget that when it comes to physical healing, it has to do with the physical body. And we have already learned that the body has not yet been redeemed. So, our body is like the physical body of an unbeliever. Praise God. Is that very clear? So, you see, most of the times, people think that when they say somebody has received a healing, miracle, then it means that their body has changed its composition. And therefore, they cannot be sick again. So, let me give you an example. 
Per the explanation I have given you. You know that when I pray for you, you have malaria. And I pray. And you are healed of malaria. And you are beaten by mosquitoes the next day. Would you get malaria again or not? Do you get it now? Why is it so? Because the healing was authentic. But the body is not a body that is immune against sickness because it is still imperfect. It is still vulnerable to the environment. Are you getting the point? Does that make sense? So, there are many people who can receive healing and yet they go do the same thing that brought the sickness, thinking that they can never be sick again. <laughs> because it is lack of knowledge. Why is it lack of knowledge? Because for most of us believers, we think that our body is different because we are born again. Is that not it? Forgetting that our body is still the same what body. So if you have, let me say, God forbid, cancer in a certain area, and you were healed of it, okay, and it's gone. And when divine healing takes care, it takes care of it. It doesn't mean that you can't get it again in another area. Hear me. Are you getting it? Why? Because maybe there are things you were doing, are you getting the point, in the natural that causes you to have them. But you have not what? Stopped. So, so far as the body is the same, it will, what, what, what do you, expose. Are you getting the point? Uh -huh. Because the body is still vulnerable because of the fall. Are you getting the point? And that's why I wrote that what I'm going to teach tonight is very, very important. Because many people, too, have lost faith in divine healing because they didn't understand this. That, no. When you are healed, it must be visible that you are healed. Do you get the point? Good. And you still walk in that understanding that you are healed. Good. Is that very clear? Yes. First, it must be visible that you are healed. When you test is you show that you are healed. Are you getting that? If it is not, you are not healed. Until the evidence in the body shows that. Are you getting the point? It is not there. You have not received what? Healing. You have not received it. Is that very clear? If there must be sickness, there must be a body. Don't think that your internal organs are not part of your body. The fact that your eye cannot see them doesn't mean your brain is not part of your body. So your brain is part of your body. Your liver is part of your body. Your enzymes are part of your body. All of those features that you don't see are called what? Body. And when the fall happened, it affected all of these components. As a matter of fact, the fall affected the weather. The fall has affected how babies are produced. The fall affected even your complexion. And I'll speak to some of these things later in another series. Okay? So, so what it is is that when it comes to physical healing, do you get the point? Yes. You must know that the thing is what? Oh. Is that very clear? It can be induced by evil spirits. When you 
cast out the spirit, eh, their influence on the sickness goes and straight away. And we're going to see some of them tomorrow. Because all this while, it is their influence that is bringing all the symptoms you are seeing with regards to the disease or the, do you get it? So even this is even more faster. <laughs> do you understand? Because it is spiritually induced than the one that has medical challenge where some of the organs themselves are gone wrong. And that's the reason why. Do you get the point? Yes. Is that very clear? So when you are healed, you must make sure that you live in a certain way, that would make the body walk in that healing. Praise God. Does that make sense? So, that's why we said that although the body is vulnerable, although the body is still part of the fall and has the harsh effects of the fall that cannot be underestimated, it is still not helpless. We have power to control it. Praise God. We have power to what? Does that make sense now? Uh Don't think about seven steps to controlling the body or ten steps. Don't think about anything dramatic. Fifty-five ways to control the body. No, it's not anything dramatic. Prince plays went to went to play football and broke his leg. So he comes to a service like this. And he's fine. He's healed. Pam. And then he goes to play again and breaks. Somebody his leg will not break because he has been healed. Yes. Whatever caused it, he went to do it again. And because of that, his leg is broken. Which tells you that what the healing is, is that the healing stimulates the body parts to function well in the area they got broken or they got disturbed. Is that very clear? But it doesn't mean that from that day, Anytime somebody hits his leg, nothing will happen. So the body would always have its natural problem as humanities will have. Whether you have been healed or not. Is that very clear? So you actually have a responsibility to protect yourself and to do things that would always make this body healthy. Is that very clear? But since we always live in an imperfect world, there would always be, once again, an opportunity to ask for divine word, healing. Are you getting it? Yes. Am I giving you a balanced teaching? So, let's go to Genesis 2, verse 9. I want everybody to read it carefully. Go. And out of the ground. Oh, let's all go. And out of the ground, the Lord God made to grow. Every tree that is pleasant to the sight or to be desired, good, suitable, pleasant for food. Mm -hmm. The tree of, okay, so forget about the tree of life and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Did you see that this is before the fall? Oh, hello, true or false? So before the fall, there was food. When man didn't have this vulnerable body, man still needed food to sustain the body. It was after the fall that man's body was affected. True or false? Oh, true or false. Before the fall, God 
gave man food to do what? Eat. To sustain the body he had before the fall. Yes. Does that make sense now? So it tells you that even before the body became vulnerable, because of man's sin, man still needed food to sustain his body. Clear. Which tells you that food is necessary for a healthy life. Diet is key. You see, that's why he said, and out of the ground, the Lord God made to grow every tree that is what? Pleasant to the sight and to be what? Desired, good, and then what? Suitable, pleasant for what? For food. So diet is key for a healthy body. And, and most of us joke with it. We think we can eat anything and still walk in divine health and healing. Hello? Uh, this is showing you that hunger is not a sign or an indication of a fall, of the fall. Let me come again. You're still confused. That when somebody is hungry, it is not because it is part of the fall. Hunger was not part of the fall. How do I even know? If there was need for food, then it means that man will be what? Hungry if they don't eat. And even Jesus, who had the body that we were supposed to have from the beginning, after he fasted, he was what? Clear. Is it very clear? So you see, you can play with your diet and consistently walk in divine health. It's not possible. You will be healed, but you fall sick. And as many times, yes, he will heal you. I mean, I, I, I can tell you that. As for that one, Bible said God gives without. But don't forget that the body is growing old. Don't forget that the physical composition of the body has not become eternal. Oh, uh, hello? Uh-huh. So the fact that the body is healed does not make it new, does it? Have you seen somebody's skin rash heal and then their body don't grow wrinkles again? Has anybody prayed against wrinkles? Oh, tell me. Is it becoming clearer? Okay. So you see, there are a lot of people who make a lot of fuss about divine healing because they don't even understand the dynamics. Number one, that understanding that the physical body is facing the harsh conditions of the fall. So when a person is healed, even miraculously, it doesn't change the composition of the body. And therefore, there are natural things that they have to do to make the body still be strong. Hey, are you here with me? Jesus' body wasn't subject to death until he himself gave it. Is that clear? Huh? Yes. You remember, he said, I put my life down and I do what? I take it back. So within that period, when he said, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Bah. Those when his body was subject to death. Are you getting the point? Yes. Until then, his body was, but he was still hungry. It was subject to hunger. So it tells you that you even need food more. So, so, so it, it's, it's, if the moment, it means that you are, you yourself, you are breaking down your immune system. So, you must eat well. That's how come you see some people who say that we were not supposed to eat meat and all of those things. All of those things were affected by the fall. 
it changed the diet of man. And doctors will tell you that about 90% of the cause of diseases is because of what we eat. It's because of what we eat. Look at something <laughs> in Mark 5, 43. This is when Jesus had, listen, Jesus raised Jairus' daughter from the dead. Oh, hello? Oh, from the dead, oh. H hello? That's Jesus, oh. Okay, watch what Jesus said. Please, read it. Read it. Go. And warn them that what? No one should know this. Uh-huh. St strictly, expressly, what it means, they should do it what? Now, give her something to eat. Why? Because she can die again. Ah, are you getting the point? If she didn't what? Eat. <laughs> so it is clear that eating food, therefore, is a sign of living. True of all. Oh, true of all. That is why one of the symptoms of sickness is loss of appetite. So don't train yourself just to be chewing chocolates and toffees and think that you can just always walk in divine health. You are cheating yourself. Yes. You are not helping yourself. No. Yes, would you do it? Would this ever mercy? You would always do it. But you yourself are destroying the what? Your body. You know, enjoy your own peace. Are you getting the point? Look at what Psalm 107 verse 17 to 18. Here the psalmist was prophesying about the dead burial resurrection of Christ. You know, about his death actually specifically. How he would come with the sign of the healing ministry. Okay? And then um, die for us to redeem us. Praise God. And he used food. As an analogy, please. He did. I didn't say it. He said. He says what? Some. Oh, read it well. You see the way you said it softly. <laughs> say it with vim. Some are fools, made ill, because of the way of their transgressions, and are afflicted because of their iniquities. What is the problem? They loathe. Do you understand the word loathe? Eh? They disgust. They hate something with intensity. They hate every kind of food. And what happens to them? So, <laughs> so when a person <laughs> hates food, they themselves are drawing near. <laughs> I'm listening. It's, it's, you know, and, and we are talking about, number one, you must decide to eat. That's the first thing. And then make sure you eat well. Yes. Have time to what? Eat. Plan your diet. It is not unspiritual. Did you hear what I just said? It is not what? I know what I'm talking about. I like spicy foods. I do. I love spicy foods. But... When I take spicy foods, I feel the burning sensation in my stomach. And it becomes acidic. So I burge a lot. I belch a lot. So, I mean, I call for divine healing every time. So, straight away I said, and I was fine. Then I said, this thing, I was talking. I said, I was talking to my mother. I said, 
went for like three weeks. I couldn't. I went back. He came back. <laughs> I went back. He also came back. <laughs> it's as simple like that. Are you getting the point? Yes. It's as simple. There are so many things you, you begin to understand. Have you realized Jesus said something and said that if you cast out a demon and the space is empty, it comes back. You now understand it. If the person doesn't receive Jesus, the demon will go back. So, you see, it, most of the things is because we don't have understanding. That's why he kept on, if the place is empty, if the place is empty, you know, so people think that, oh, you can lose your salvation. No, 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 no. The demon is cast out. But until you allow the, his spirit to now stay in you, you don't have immunity to what? Spirits. In the same way, are you getting the point? The physical body is not redeemed yet. It is still in mortality. Are you getting the point? Good. You understand it. Okay. All right. Somebody came to me and told me that they have allergy. As a matter of fact, they don't even know that it is an allergy. But the thing becomes a rash. And then it will spread, you know, and it will be very, I mean, nasty on the person. So, when they said it, I mean, I prayed about it for them. And later, I asked. He said, oh, it's not come. And I think for about three, four, five months, it didn't come, you know. And then all of a sudden, bam, the thing came again. So, you know, definitely in our minds, oh, I was not healed. Uh-huh, you know. So, straight away, that's what, I, I was not healed. I was not healed. And that's what we'll be playing. And the devil will say, oh, this thing they call divine healing, it doesn't work. He say, it's because you don't have what? So I then call the, person at, the person's attention. I say, listen, the thing is an allergy because it is something that goes and what? Comes. So it should tell you that it is something you normally what? Eat. That brings it. It's the wisdom that God will give you. So find out what you want. Eat. That brings it. They later found out when they take coffee. So they realize it's coffee. And the moment they stop the coffee, that's it. So you see, when we talk about there's nothing like unanswered prayer, you don't understand it. Am I teaching you good? Okay. We have to use the next common sense. Somebody say common sense. So what it means is that, yes, he does the supernatural. But there are certain things that are natural. Say natural. Now, it, it is said that, you know, Archbishop um, Bensing Idahosa. How many of you know him? Okay. I mean, one of Africa's greatest men of God. He's an amazing man. He died at the age of, what, 60? Yeah. When they checked his body, his heart, it was like one who had lived for 150 years. Yeah. His work rate. I checked my own. I won't tell you. <laughs> but, 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 do you know what one hour preaching looks like? One hour preaching is 12 to 14 hours of work. Oh, that is it's not that way, uh, true or false. <laughs> that is what has been checked, documented, and everything. 12 to 14 hours of work. <laughs> okay? So, we have to look at common sense stuff. Say common sense. Because it is where many believers get it what? Twisted. Anytime you are sick, you'll be healed. 
But by just applying common sense, you will stay away from sickness. Philippians 2, 26 to 29. Epaphroditus or Epaphras. This is Paul talking about one of his sons who more like also became the son of Timothy. For he longed after you all and was full of heaviness. Because that he had heard that he had been sick, ye had heard that he had been sick. For indeed, he was sick nigh unto death. But God had mercy on him. Hello? Oh, hello? God had what? The other time we read it, eh? Okay, and you were asking why, okay? Oh, you were? Okay. Let's continue. And not on him only, but on me what? Also, lest I should have what? Sorrow upon because what it means is that he would have cut short what? His life. And all his benefits to the kingdom, the kingdom would have lost. Because he was really helping in the kingdom. Are you here with me? Look at next. Read this one. Go. Did you hear what Paul said? I sent him therefore what? The more what? So this time I am sending him with a lot of caution. Are you getting the point? Say common sense. That when you see him again, you may rejoice. Are you getting the point? So that he won't come with what? Sickness. So you now understand why he said God had compassion on him. Praise God. <laughs> As a pastor, sometimes when you say it, you don't, you understand, you understand. Some can call you 1 a.m., 2 a.m. Some can call you, they want to talk for two hours. When you are talking, you can see that you are yawning. Don't feel you are yawning. Say, oh, pastor, you are tired, go and sleep. Say, oh, rather that they will increase. But you don't pick your phone a little bit. It becomes a topic. <laughs> hey, this is what Papa Hagen said. Papa Hagen said God told him to tell a preacher that his eating habits and sleeping habits are terrible. And if he doesn't stop, he will die young. 2 Timothy 4.20. You are going to see these things are not in the Old Testament to they are in the epistles, the final revelation. Are you here? All of us. Go. Erastus stayed on at Corinth. But Trophimus, I left ill at Miletus. Why didn't Paul heal him and say, let's go? He needed rest. Common sense. Let him what? Rest. Are you getting the point? So that he would have more energy to do the work. Are you getting it? Do you know that when Jesus... <clears throat> heard about the murder of John the Baptist, he left the area. He left the area. Yeah. Do you know that after Peter's release from prison, what did he do? He left the area. Look at 1 Timothy 5.23. Watch. Drink water no longer exclusively, but use a little wine for the sake of your stomach and your frequent illnesses. He says, you don't need divine... Listen. Mix the natural with the what? Supernatural. This one... You see, what he see is medicinal. That's what he's saying. Mix the water with what? Wine. And drink it, and it will heal the stomach. Doesn't mean go and take. That's why you are laughing and laughing. You've been taking the thing already, so I don't even see why you are laughing. Mm -hmm. yeah. Please, you've been taking it already. It's not my preaching that you say. I said, no. Can you, this is medicinal. Can you, you, <laughs> can you see it? Yes, yes. For the sake of your stomach. For the sake. 
So the sick comes there, Cleo. Yes, for the sake of your stomach and your frequent illnesses. Okay? So there are things that are medicinal. Medicinal. So just, just take them and, and you'll be fine. There's a discovery that was made in 2012 by the American <clears throat> Food and Drugs Board. Okay? And they said one of the most potent curative foods is palm oil. Yes. Okay, so it's like somebody saying, take a little of palm oil. Are you getting the point? Yes. Because say you have maybe eye problem. You know that? Yes. Something like that. That's it's medicinal, purely medicinal. Okay? And these are some of the texts that people also used to say that because of that, God heals when he likes. Oh, my God. All right? So, please, sometimes just avoid sugary stuff. Yes, young man, you are not manly because you didn't wear a shirt. And you want to show us that you are manly. You are in the cold. You are not wearing a shirt. Say, man. No, praise God. So, deal with preventives rather than curatives. What did I say? Okay. Look at, look at, look at, look at something in 2 Kings 20, 5 to 7. Turn back and tell Hezekiah, the leader of my people, that says the Lord, the God of David, your forefather, I have heard your prayer. I have seen your tears. Behold, I will heal you. You know the story. When Hezekiah, yeah? Okay, good. On the third day, you shall go up to the house of the Lord. I will add to your life 15 years and deliver you from you and this city, Jerusalem, out of the hand of the king of Assyria. And I will defend my city for, your own, for my own sake and for my servant David's sake. Seven. And Isaiah said, everybody read, go. A cake of figs. And do what? Did you see that? Can you see prayer? Can you see medicine? Oh, hello? Can you see prayer? Can you see medicine too? So you can see a combination of the supernatural and the natural, and it is not sin. Clear. Oh, is it clear? What he used is called poultice. Poultice. It actually, it helps the increase of blood flow. Yes, and relaxes tense muscles. Okay? It soothes the inflamed tissues or drawing toxins from an infected area. So that was what the cake of figs did. Okay? So, listen. Write this down. Healing doesn't replace the natural function of the body. However, the body parts are stimulated to activate it to function as it should. Healing doesn't replace the natural function of the body. However, the body parts are stimulated to activate it to function as it should. Praise God. So those who say that doctors and medical science are of the devil, they are to the extreme. They are to what? Yes. Medicine is not anti-scripture. And I've said it several times. You can still pray with faith and still take medicine. Clear? Clear? Look at James 5, 14 and 15. Is anyone among you sick? He should call in the church elders, the spiritual guides, and they should pray over him, anointing him with oil in the Lord's name. What happens? Anointing him with what? Oil. Did you see that? Most people think that it has to do with anointing oil that we use. No. When it comes to the Jews, they see oil as medicinal. 
When Jesus died, did he anoint Jesus? Yes. When Mary came to Jesus, when she broke the alabaster box, did he anoint Jesus? Was she anointing Jesus? Eh? That was what she was doing. She was anointing Jesus. And that's what James meant. James is saying, pray for the person and also use oil as what? Medicine. Is that very clear? It has nothing at all to do with a spiritual healing. Do you get it? But like he says it, you are not depending on the oil you are rubbing. Are you getting the point on his body? Are you getting as therapy? You are depending on the Lord as the healer. Do you get it? Do you understand it? <sighs> Praise God. If medicine was evil, as a matter of fact, the first surgery we saw was God, Adam and Eve. Oh, true? Yes. The second one we saw was Abraham. 99 years, circumcision. 90 years, rather. Uh, I think so. Hey, you'll be a sin. Circumcision at that place. And then he also circumcised his 13-year-old boy, Ishmael. See why I tell you that the circumcision is biological. It's not spiritual. That's why when Peter, them were claiming, Paul was so angry. Even Ishmael was circumcised. But he didn't make Ishmael a spiritual son. But let's come back. But you can see it. Genesis 17, 28. On the very same day, Abraham was circumcised. And Ishmael, his son as well. Hello? Sometimes you ask that, how was that person born? How were they born? Those who say medicine is of the devil. How were they born? Eh? Not through the doctor. They were born through what? Supernatural means. Look at Genesis 50. You see something there. Verse 2. It's about Joseph. Let's already go. And Joseph what? His servants what? The what? The what? To do what? So the physicians embalmed what? Israel. So Joseph's servants were what? Physicians. One of the reasons why he lived long, they were physicians. Exodus 15, 26. Read it, go. Saying, if you would diligently, uh -huh. yes, mm -hmm. yes, mm -hmm. I am the Lord who heals you. The word who heals you, the heal is I am the Lord, your physician. It's the same word as was used for Joseph's physicians. The same word. So, Joseph lived long through common sense. That's why you are a Christian. Yet you see unbelievers living long. Eh? Are you getting a point? Yes. They don't understand what we know as divine healing. But through common sense, they live long. Is, is it not true? Yes. They live long. You know, there are certain things, Christians. It's like the Bible, how we read it. Ah, even the Bible tells you. What does the Bible tell, tell you to do to live long? Obey your parents. <laughs> so, so. So, when you come and you are praying and praying and praying as if for long life, there are unbelievers who obey their parents and they are living long. It is not an inheritance in Christ Jesus. When it becomes the drug you have to take for the rest of your life, no way. That, that is where addiction, now you become a slave. A slave. Because you know that the drugs you take also has its sideward effects. But that, oh, you feel headache and then you take medicine. Nothing like that. It's wrong. Are you getting the point? No, there's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong. No, there's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong at all. If you, you have conviction, oh, me, I won't take. I'm good. Walk, walk in it. Are you getting the point? Yes. But it is not evil. 
Are you getting the understanding? Okay. If you look, the word physician has been used severally. Jeremiah 8.22. Jeremiah 30.13. Jeremiah 51.8. Ezekiel 30.21. Ezekiel 47.12. As a matter of fact, the guy who wrote that all of us have loved his writing. Luke. He wrote Luke and Acts. He was a physician. Yes. Colossians 4.14, Luke, the beloved physician. Luke, the beloved physician. You see, Paul called him the beloved. So Paul was working with what? A physician. Did you get it? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. You are too spiritual. Too spiritual, you don't need a doctor. Too spiritual, you don't need a banker. Too spiritual, you don't need a lawyer. You are too spiritual. Oh, you are <laughs> super spiritual. You are out of this world. Mm. Spirito, accurately dividing the word, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, like Sicho just asked, write it down. We are never supposed to put our faith regarding our health and healing on physicians. We are never supposed to put our faith regarding our health and healing on physicians. Sometimes it's good for us to know what is happening, for them to guide, but our faith for healing and health is in the power of the Lord that heals. Praise God. Look at 2 Chronicles 16 verse 12 to 13. You see how you can make the distinction. I want all of us to read it carefully. Go. In the 39th year of his reign, Asa was diseased in his feet until his disease became very severe. Yet in his disease, mm -hmm, he did not seek the Lord, but relied on the physicians. And Asa slept with his fathers, dying in the 41st year of his reign. So you see the difference between Asa and Hezekiah. Praise Jesus. Oh, thank you, Lord. As you seek the natural it is not wise to relegate your faith. So I said, taking drugs is not unbelief, but living on them is idolatry. Do you get it now? Yes. Taking drugs is not unbelief, but living on them is idolatry. As a matter of fact, noble practitioners will tell you that they care, but God is the one who heals. Truthful. A noble practitioner because they know that most of the things they do are trial and error. They know. They know. <laughs> they know. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. So, we have seen food, right? We have seen common sense. Eh? We have seen medicine. Yeah? Okay. There are certain people, the reason why they say medicine is terrible is because when you look at the root word for pharmacy, it is the same as sorcery. Yeah. And let me explain it briefly. Now, in those days, you know sorcery. What it means is that people go to these ritualists and they will mix a concoction for you. Are you getting the point? Now, their mixing of concoction comes with, with a certain superstition. True or false? So they cast spell on it before they give it to you to what? Drink. Or they'll give it to you to go and give it to somebody. Is that very true? Okay. So, 
They also mix concoction, just like the pharmacist will mix concoction and turn it into a drug. Are you getting it? But you can see that the two are different in motivation. So although the word pharmacist came out of the trade of the sorcerer, are you getting the point? Their motivations are what? Different. One is a diviner. Are you getting? The other is using medical science. Is that very clear? One is very personal. The other is what? General use. Is that not it? Yes. So there is, yes, a relationship in their duties. What they do? They mix drugs. <laughs> but there's a vast difference in the practice of their work or their trade. Is that clear? Oh, is that very clear? Have I explained it very well? Okay. So, if you look at Galatians 5, 19 to 20, you will see the word sorcery that is used there. You see that the same word in the Greek is used. Yeah. It's either pharmakia or pharmacon. Yeah. Revelations 9, 21 and 18 and 20. It's also there where they use magic, sorceries, and all of that. As a matter of fact, if you look at translated even from the Hebrew, Exodus 7, 11, the sorceress of Moses, in the Greek era, when they translate it into the Septuagint, they use the same word, pharmacist. Exodus 7, 22, Exodus 8, 7 and 18, Isaiah 47, 9 and 12, 2 Kings 1, 1 to 4, yep. So, food is made for the body, and the body for what? Food, clear, very important. Common sense is common for what? Oh, is that clear? Yes. Both for the natural and the spiritual man. Is that true? Yes. The same as the practice of medical science. Is that very clear? Yes, it's for everybody. Okay. But we have an advantage. We live in an imperfect world. Yeah? So we can't be always living by natural laws. We need miracles. That's where we have the divine healing power. Are you getting it? Yes. And that's why Jesus was healing all manner of sicknesses and casting out evil spirits. So you see, your first priority to healing has to be faith in the word. Yes. That should be your first priority. It's important to follow natural laws but you must know that sometimes you are dealing even with evil spirits. You must learn and know the healing power of God. Don't rely. Don't be dependent on natural laws. You must understand the power of healing is available constantly and has no limits for you. Did you hear what I just said? I said constantly and has no what? Limits. There's never a moment that God will say, I won't heal you. There's never a moment. I said, there's never a moment. There is never a microsecond, not one. There's never, there's never, not one. So Jesus went about healing and healing and healing and healing and healing. This is what Brother Hagen said. I've quoted it before. The believer must always know. The believer must always know. They must know and have faith. They must know how to be led by the Spirit. They must know divine healing. Praise God. Why? Because they don't know when they will need any of the three. Praise God. Yep. They don't know. They must know and have faith. They must know 
how to be led by the Spirit. They must know divine healing. Why? Because you don't know when you will need any of the three. Listen, with medical science and all its glory, there are cases that medical science can never help. But there's nothing that the healing power of God cannot do. I've been in ministry by God's grace for life. Yes. I've dealt with cases. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dealt with cases. Yeah. And they can't stand when the power of God comes. It breaks, it rips it apart. And it doesn't come with drama. No, with drama. We're going to go into the practicality of it tomorrow. We're going to use about 45 minutes, one hour to speak. And the rest, we're going to do practical things. But I want you to kindly bring the sick. Bring the sick. Let them come. Those, whether they know Jesus, they don't know Jesus, it doesn't matter. What is important is that they know Jesus can heal. That is all. If they believe Jesus can heal, he will heal them. He will heal. Yeah. Heal them. Can I share your testimony? Brother CJ, can I? Yeah. Yesterday when we closed, he came to see me and said, when he came in, he felt some way. So he started shedding tears, you know. And so he heard the Holy Spirit tell him that, stop crying, don't grieve me, stop crying, all is done. He said he heard it twice. Then I came to him. So it tells you that there was a connection. Listen to me very carefully. When you buy your gadgets and you are going to plug it somewhere that it doesn't fit, would you go? Would you get power? It, it doesn't work like that, oh. They say, oh, oh, you go to Kolebu. You say you can raise the dead. Go to Kolebu and go and raise the dead. It doesn't happen like that. No. It's not magic. There must first be what? Connection. Yes. When Jesus, tomorrow you see, when Jesus was raising the daughter of Jairus, he asked everybody to go out. It was left with the connectors of faith. That's how he works. That's how he works. All right. And it's so it's not something that is, no. And it's not any man's duty. Let me tell you something. It is it's the work of the Holy Spirit revealing the ministry of the Christ. Yeah. It's not any man's duty that any man can boast. No. No, no, not at all. It's the pure work of God's grace. It is. Okay, so, so I want you to get yourselves ready. And, and what it is is that it is not just you receiving. My major, my major, as for receiving, by God's grace, so far as you are here, you receive. Oh, that one, that you are in this ministry, you will live diseased and in sickness. It won't be possible. Yes, unless you yourself decide that's what you want. Yeah, but it's not possible. But how you would extend it to others? Uh, do you understand the point now? Yes. Yeah, that's what I'm looking forward to. That now everywhere you go, people are being healed. Sicknesses are being healed. Uh, are you getting the point? Yes. Manifesting the power of the Holy Ghost in the lives of people and bring them to Christ. Yeah. Praise God. Grace, glory is grace. Grace, glory is grace. At the cross, you called it finished. Thank you for listening to Grace Pills by Reverend Josh Lai, lead pastor, Caris Center International. We believe the word has begun a good work in you. May God's amazing grace lead you to a peaceful and joy-filled life. Caris Center International, living heaven on earth.